When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, with you, of course, filling in for Maddie White for the next couple of mornings. 0457736736 is that text line. And we've had a couple come in about the cricket rules relating to Michael Neese's catch for the heat last night. Just quickly, the old Aces says cricket rules, they need to change the backyard rule of uh, of catch it one-handed off the roof. A six is a six in my book. Uh, and Matt says, stupid rules should be like the NFL, two feet down with control in the field of play. That's a catch and you're out. That's what Matt says. I agree with Matt. Let's hear what Lockie McCurdy, code sports cricket writer, uh, let's hear what he has to say. He joins us on the line now. How are you, Lock? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Phil. How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, that's been one of the, the controversial topics from overnight of course, uh, Michael Nisa taking a, a catch in the field of play, chucking it up in the air, uh, his weight going over the rope and then jumping into the air as he then grabs it and throws it back into the field of play before completing the catch. What do you think about this? Look, it definitely, uh, for me, it's not a good look in terms of that shouldn't be what cricket's about, but You've got the rule there, of course, and Michael Neeser, I think, has to be applauded for going. He did a fantastic job of completing a catch that was 100% within the rules of the game as they're written. But when you've got a guy that's over the boundary rope, has taken, I think it was 11 steps over the boundary rope, but has just jumped up in the air for a split second, sure, it's great to celebrate how well he was able to time it and everything like that. But it just doesn't look like a catch, does it, when he's over the boundary rope? It's, uh, yeah, one of those ones that, you have to celebrate Michael Neeser for what he was able to do, but whether we should be allowing people to do that in the future, I'm, I'm just not sure. What do you think the rule should be going forward if you're going to have it changed? I don't mind the whole batting it back, falling or momentum taking over the rope and then sort of jumping back into the field of play. I know a lot of people are talking about, okay, they have to have two feet on the ground inside the boundary rope before they can then complete the catch. I don't think it needs to go that far, but we've seen a few examples already this season where you've got a guy who's in the air or making that jump back into the field of play, then takes the catch and then grounds his feet. I just think that the main way the rule can can be reworded is that once the ball is in the air, that the next time you touch the ball, you cannot then touch your feet outside the boundary. I think that's going to be the best way to do it. I, I think so. I, I just don't think it needs to be complicated. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's review this. Cricket laws, please. Mm. I don't know. That sounds like a, a nasty process, but <laughs> something's got to give, um, in, my, in my opinion. Uh, now, one of our topics from today has been late bloomers. Off the back of Josh Brown last night for the Brisbane Heat, 62 runs off 23 at the top of the order for Brisbane, helping them secure their highest ever BBL total. I mean, it was an in- incredible game, full stop. It's awesome when you get over 400 runs in a, a big bash encounter. Not so good if you're a, a bowling enthusiast, I suppose, but five for 224, and he got them off to an absolute flyer. Uh, this, this is a, an unbelievable story. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. And you've got a guy who has been um, fantastic for Northern Districts up in, up in the Brisbane Premier Cricket Competition for some time. He's had um, some really good red ball form, but earlier in the season, sort of around that October mark, really kind of lit it up in the 2020 format of the game. He had, I think there was 150 off 50-something balls, and he had another 140 off 60-odd balls. So he, he's a guy who, who's proven that he can hit a ball a long way and consistently. And the Heat were quite strong this season in terms of saying, OK, we've got two spots in our squad for guys who have impressed in the Queensland Premier Competition. And it's really great to see that that form has been rewarded and that that form does translate into the Big Bash, that it's not always going to be about the big names, the, the big internationals, that we've got guys like Josh Brown who can come out and really make a name for themselves, even though he didn't have a name on the back of his shirt last night. Yeah, big time, big time. No doubt about that. Uh, look, we'll leave the, the the big bash there. I know we've got uh, we've got a, a game later today, Hobart and Adelaide tonight. But I I want to get your thoughts on uh, on this Aussie Test lineup. Mm-hmm. Jan four at the SCG kickoff uh, for the third Test against South Africa, and all options remain on the table according to uh, inside the the Aussie camp. They potentially might play. Five bowlers at the SCG, of course, Mitch Stark and Cam Green. They've been ruled out. What have you heard and what do you think will happen with this Aussie test lineup with the context, of course, of four tests in India next month? Yeah, I think that context is going to be very important that we've kind of, obviously, Ashton Agar has been brought into the squad with an eye to that India series. You've got a great left-arm bowler. His height obviously brings it at a different angle and he's the sort of guy who you'd imagine would have a great impact on the subcontinent if he gets that chance again, even though he hasn't kind of played a test since when the Aussies were over in Bangladesh last. So, yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see. I think a lot's going to depend on how the pitch looks in the next couple of days. I mean, we obviously saw what happened at the Gabba, how, how green that deck was, and that was a match influenced by the bowlers. But the SCG so far, I've been to the last couple of big bash games there. They've used different wickets across each one, and... The bounce has been quite varied. There's been a, a fair bit of uh, the ball turning and, and kind of holding up in the pitch quite nicely for the spinner. And the last Sheffield Shield match we saw there, I think Chris Green in his debut took nine wickets. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be one that, unless something changes dramatically, that it's going to be one of the more spin-friendly SCG pitches we, we have seen in a while. And for that reason, you'd think... Ash Nagar would come in, and the most likely scenario for that is Alex Carey to, to move up to six, take Cam Green's spot in the batting order, and then Ash Nagar would be at number seven there. So uh, a more than capable batter in his own right. And then the other talk is what's happening with the quicks. Obviously, Lance Morris, there's yeah. a lot of talk that he, he is going to be brought into this test side, and I think that'll be probably the, the last decision they make because you've obviously got Josh Hazelwood there who... Um, is set to chat to a few media today and, and they'll be training at the SCG this afternoon. So it'll be their first chance to, to really look at the pitch, look at the conditions and go, do we want a, a like-for-like for Stark in terms of a guy who can hit 150Ks an hour consistently or do we want the metronomic Josh Hazelwood who you know what you're going to get? But as you mentioned, they, they could be the off chance they don't bring Agar in as well. Um, that They could go Bowl and Hazelwood, Cummins, and Morris, uh, a four-seam attack. So, mm. yeah, lots of options on the table for them that I think the pitch is going to uh, influence which way they go. Yeah, so they'll, they'll wait to see what the conditions are now. We've only got about 20 seconds, Lockie, but uh, do you know when, when they'll, they'll ultimately make a decision? What we've seen is that they usually do it 24 hours before. That's when they kind of lean. Uh, so 
hopefully we'll hear from Pat Cummins tomorrow and we'll kind of get a, a sense of what the team will be. Okay, there you go. Stay tuned for that. Lockie McCurdy, Code Sports cricket writer. Uh, a big thank you to him for joining us on the line. It's Phil Pryor with you on Mornings on SEN, and I'll be back shortly.